the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. So with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man of the plan, the dude who's going to get so hyped today. Because guess what? He loves free agency. Why? Because he gets to go into these little rabbit holes and figure out how the New York Knicks can get each and every single player, like Kyle Lowry, like DeMar DeRozan, like everybody else, and just figure out how the New York Knicks can win a freaking championship. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. My guy, the one and only, John Maliga. What's going on, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? I don't know about DeRozan, but definitely Jared Allen. <laughs> no, man, I'm good, man. As you said, it really is like the, it's the best time of the year. It's so cool with the condensed season. I mean, we're super selfish about it, but the fact that last season ended and the draft and the season just started all of a sudden and then we had the draft and now free agency. Like we've had no break of basketball for the, what feels like three years. So I'm hyped, man. My uh, my college basketball team got suspended for the final, so for a little scuffle in the semis. So we're we're good now. We're in good hands, right? With the Knicks, man. I'm I'm kind of excited about what we did. I I'm happy with the draft. I'm happy with our approach for free agency. I'm happy that we didn't give Schroeder five years, six hundred million. So like I'm 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 I'm, just, I'm a happy guy, oh man. My you can't God. bring me down today. How you doing, dude? I'm doing all right, man. And I'm with you. Free agency has just been, you know, I, we'll get really into it. I'm okay with what the Knicks did. I'm not like over the moon saying like, we're going to win a chip or anything like that. It's, it's all well, as a Knicks fan, we're not used to consistency. We're not used to like stable. We're not used to like a thoughtful process from like a front office. So everyone's out here doom and gloom. I'm here just like, I'm trying to keep it water, keep it even, you know, just trying to chill. But John, let me, I'm bearing the lead over here. Absolutely. We got a we got a wonderful fucking guest with us today, man. <laughs> a wonderful guest, honestly. And this is how I'm going to set the stage for everybody. All right, we had the Beatles, right? <laughs> Migos said they were the Beatles, or people were saying that the Migos were the Beatles because they changed the game, changed the way you listen to hip hop, changed the way of sound. Well, guess what? We got we got the Migos of podcasting with us today. We got one. We got one of them. One of them. One day we'll get all four, but we got one of them. All right. We got my guy, Pee Wee the Plug of Do the Wire podcast of House of Highlights. What's going on, P? How you doing? Man, I'm, I'm so, I'm so honored to be here with fellow Nick fans. Like I said, this is my first time being on camera or speaking since the Knicks did all of this free agency shit. Um, I appreciate the introduction. That's, that's a good way to put it. I might have to steal that one. We it, definitely, man. definitely change the game. But no, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I feel the way both of y'all feel. I'm in the middle, right? So John wants to get everybody. Alex, you just want consistency. And I'm right in the middle. Like I want to go out and do some shit, but I'm also just like happy with being not the laughing stock. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's the goal. We, that's the bar. Are the bar is yeah, low, that, man. That. The bar is so low for us. We just don't want to get laughed at. In free yeah, agency. just don't want to get laughed at. <laughs> Bro, it is so low, and that's where I'm just at for right now. It's like, can we just for once, for once, out of the, like we saw Jeff Hornacek, we saw David Fisdale, Oof. we did, 
we had we had oh my I don't want Derek to think Fisher? about Derek I was Fisher. about to say I didn't want to go there because that's I just think about that tan suit. I just, oh, and just him being, I just think about that. I just think about the, the the scuff between him and Matt Barnes, and it's just like, well, we're taken away from this season. So cool, yeah. thanks. But we didn't have any consistency, and the consistency that we had with Lance Thomas, like he, nice dude, nothing against him, but come yeah. on, man. like I'm not excited for Lance Thomas. All right, dude plays defense, couldn't have any offense. Wanted to be excited for like I wanted Frank to succeed. I hope he does succeed, but want me to get hyped over that too? Like we had, we've had nothing for so long and it's just like for once, just for once, the, the little bit of consistency that we had was mellow JR. Like we brought most of those guys back. Guys got injured that season, you know, didn't go our way, but that was just, a sport let, though. We, that wasn't me, even a foundation. Me, it was, but just let me be happy with just saying, Oh wow. Yeah. A front office can actually yeah. do something. But before we get into all of that, because because we got a phenomenal guest with us today. We got P. We got P. P. I want. I want to ask you, man. How did it all happen? How did it all happen with you and, and through the Wire podcast? How did you, Mike, Kenny, Derek? How did you guys all come together? <laughs> well, uh, to be honest with you, there is no. There isn't no crazy story. Like I don't know how the Beatles came up. I'm not. A, <laughs> like, I respect the Beatles, but I'll be lying if I said I was a fan of the Beatles. Um, but you with the Migos though. The Migos, right? <laughs> like the Migos, like the Migos, they have a, they have like a born story too, because they're like family. It's the same thing with us. Like Kenny is my little cousin, um, first cousin, like my dad and his mom are siblings. So we, we grew up together all of our lives and, um, his dad lived by me where I grew up. So he moved with his dad and went to the same high school as me. And Derek and Mike grew up in the same area as me. Um, so they're younger than me, but we all went to the same high, the middle school, me, Derek and Mike, and then Kenny moved and came to our high school. So because I was my little cousin, I would see him in the hallway and, you know, engage with him and whatnot. And then one day I seen him with them and I was like, Oh, I didn't know you knew them. Like I went to middle school with them or whatever. Yeah. And they had a friendship throughout high school. I didn't really mess with them because for some reason in high school, when you're a senior and somebody's a sophomore they seem like a toddler and you're like literally, 30 literally, it, it feels yeah. like such a big age gap when it's really nothing for so in high school i didn't really mess with them at all i looked at them as babies <laughs> when in reality they were just like <laughs> 24 months younger than me um but post high school kenny was doing his youtube thing and um you know i remember being at, at uh at the crib me and my brother had a house together and uh we were in our basement, like in a the theater part, and we were watching Kenny's YouTube videos. We were like, look at look at baby cousin doing this thing. And it was still early or whatnot. And then he started building a platform. And basketball has always been my thing. My entire life has been around basketball. Um, my dad is who introduced basketball to me, Kenny, and all of my other siblings um just growing up. So basketball has been like 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 since I can remember, it's been that thing. Not even just playing it, but like magazine, like Slam magazines. You go to my dad's house right now; he has Slam magazines from the nineties, all in chronological order. And like he's that type of guy. Like my, I remember growing up, my parents weren't together, so I was a kid that would go to like my dad's house on the weekends and months out of the summer, or whatnot. And like <laughs> my dad. <laughs> He would buy like an apartment 
like with his his wife, my stepmom, and he would always get like an extra room. Say it would be like they would only need three rooms, but he would make sure it has four. four. So he can have like a game room that's like an NBA dedicated game room that just has all these slam magazines, all of these blue chip Hoosier movies, um, like anything basketball related. He had an entire room in every house or apartment he's ever owned just for that. So that's how it was growing up for me. And um, yeah, Kenny would be talking about basketball on Twitter with his with his, his his smaller fan base at the time and i would see him say things and i would be like like no like that's bullshit you don't really know basketball just looking at him as a little cousin um and we would argue and have little discussions and it would fall into a group chat because him mike Derek, and their little friend group would have a group chat and they would put me in it because i'm kenny's cousin mm. but like i wouldn't respond anything or be like um i wouldn't have notifications for it. but every once in a while i engage in like a debate so one time I told them, like, man, that was good. We should start a podcast mm. because um, I, I'm a Joe Budden fan. And around this time, he there we go. started his podcast. So this is like 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like super intrigued with the podcast. Like he was mm-hmm. the first person I really saw doing it. So I'm like, we should do that. And we play with it. And you know how that goes. Everybody's down, of course, but nothing happens. <laughs> so we have another argument. Like I think Rondo... The Bulls signed Rondo after he played for Sacramento or something. And Kenny's a Bulls fan. And he was just like, that's a terrible signing. And I'm like, he just led the league in assists. And we argue again. Playoff Rondo. And, yeah, playoff Rondo. <laughs> and um, after that that discussion, I said it again. Like, man, we should really do a podcast. And I remember uh, that was like the third or fourth time saying it. And it happened. Kenny took some initiative. Um, him and Mike were going to do something with music. And I guess he, you know... Traded in that equipment, got the podcast equipment. We did it. Initially, we thought it was just going to be us three. So uh, we had three mics. And then Derek out of nowhere was like, I was serious. I want to do it. So in the beginning <laughs> stages, our fans remember, like, we had three mics and Derek would just have, like, this different mic than us because he was like, <laughs> late to the party or whatever. And then, yeah, that was really the the, the, the history. Even, like, the name through the wire. It comes from the fact that Joe Budden ended up having a show with DJ Academics, Everyday Struggle with Complex, mm-hmm. and that's named after a Biggie song. So mm-hmm. when we were coming up with names, I told them, like, let's name our podcast after a um, a famous song or a- album. And we said a bunch of names, like the Illmatic Podcast, mm-hmm. the Reasonable Doubt Podcast. And somebody said Through the Wire, and it's Kanye, it's Chicago, it's Stuck, the rest was history. And uh some point in like 50, 30 episodes, I said through the why became like a slogan and you know, you know, just destiny. But yeah, that's that's really how it was, man. That is beautiful, man. That's awesome. I I love the fact that it's like you, family, and friends just like coming together and just yeah. saying, Hey, this is this is actually pretty good. We should we should try something here. We we got yeah. something going on. And then persistence, like dedication, like consistency, you guys keep working on your craft and perfecting it. And like, I love just like the variety of like basketball, 2K, everything that you guys discuss, like within, mm-hmm. within the pod. It's just, it, it makes it feel like a true, like a hoop heads, like home. Like it's like, Oh, I'm just listening to, I'm listening to the boys just hanging out. We're talking about everything and just love exactly. everything about it, man. And that's why I say like, it's, it's, it's different. It, like, that's why I say like, you're in, like to me, you're in that st- sphere of like the Migos because no one is like really 
doing that. Like, sure, there are other pe- podcasts that talk about that stuff, but yeah. family, friends, and just going down that route and just like the the connection is there. Like, you just feel the natural connection when you guys talk to one another. That that's that's beautiful, man. Just gotta say, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I really enjoy. It. But I I just I I just don't get how you became a Knicks fan though. If you're oh. from Chicago, <laughs> well, that story. Is, uh, that that now that story is different. Um, but I will say when our first meeting with House of Highlights, um, when they were signing us, they flew us out to New York, and it's like a just like rap, like rap stuff, like a like a like a the Beatles or a band like the Migos. Mm-hmm. I I would assume that whoever signed the Migos, I think they were QC or whatever big label mm-hmm. that they are connected with. I'm sure they got wine and dine, so they flew yeah. us out to New York and. They had black SUVs picking us up and sh- stuff like that. And we had like a meeting and it was like, it was almost, you know what it's, it's reminiscent of like, yeah, maybe a rap label signing yeah. an artist, like but it's also SoundCloud. Yeah. You know, I bring it in, I come up, but it also may be, which I don't know because I've never been drafted, obviously, but it's probably what it would be like the next day after being drafted. Like you get flown to the city, mm-hmm. you go to the team's facility, you meet PR and the trainers and you have the press conference. That's how it kind of was. So we met up with like the financial unit, the, the PR woman. Um, they talked to us about tweetings and, and old tweets that we had. We should go back and make sure we have everything deleted that, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but in the first meeting, I told them that like, obviously I believe in our podcast, but I also fe- felt like we were doing, we're still are doing something groundbreaking because we're, we're taking basketball and we're talking about it with an expertise that's not casual. Like we know what we're talking about, but we put it in a casual setting, which makes it relatable. And that's always been something that we're, we try to nail in the head. Like you're at work at the, the break office on lunch talking about basketball with a coworker or you're at lunch during school or you're at the gym before you run a game or after you run a game and everybody's talking. About, we try to have it like that. You know, it's for some reason, basketball media and sports media has been like presented to us in a way that has been like repetitive since I think all of us were kids like ESPN. They have suits. They're all older men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like nobody our age. Um, they all have degrees and work their way up. But we want it to be different. Where like I dress how my viewers dress. I'm wearing a Nike USA shirt that they can go get from Dick's Sporting Goods. You know what I mean? It's not instead of like a Giorgio Armani suit that they're yep. probably never going to wear or have interest in. And like, like you said, Alex, we talk about 2K. We talk about yeah. the latest hoop shoe. And that's know? the whole thing, man. That's the whole thing. Like, that's why we're big fans. And that's why I guess we're here is because. It's just like we're all friends. It's like we're friends with you guys, and you guys are friends with us before we even exactly. met you. It's like yeah. we're all, because because the same thing, and and we're kind of, you know, we're on that same path, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we we just relate. Like we're just here, just talking. You know, we literally talk. We literally talked about it on Twitter, and we just kind of met circles. I write about. I was writing about the Knicks, so was Alex, and I was also writing about the Jets, and he's, you know, he's a Jets fan, and we just sort of like, you know, mashed up, and because we're just like hanging out, talking about sports, and. So that's kind of what we respect about you. And like, you know, we, um, we uh, look forward to, uh, coming up and, uh, getting that, getting that treatment one day. And, uh, you know, (laughs) know? it's man, the way the sports media thing is, I don't see why y'all wouldn't be able to. It's just like, it's needed. Like it's literally room for everybody. If I was like rich 
and had the money to do it. Like I would, I would start some shit right now and I would sign everybody because <laughs> like, there is no such thing as too much sports talk. Like even like music, like I would parallel it to music. Like there is a thousand rappers like that, that are circling and everybody succeeding, like in so many different genres and sub genres of just rap. Like rap now has genres. And I think basketball talk or sports talk will be the same oh, thing. Like important. you'll have an NFL realm of talk. But it's, it'll be different. Like you have some people who just want to talk about like, uh, college prospects and like this quarterback is going to translate Zach Wilson. Isn't the jet, is that the Jets? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to be blah, 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 blah. <laughs> then you have some guys who will be loose and funny. I see people do sports talk with comedy and you know what I mean? I see, um, the guys, Keith, Keith, is it Keith Smart? Keith mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. And, um, yep, yep. They have like a, a, a front office podcast where they talk like salary cap and things. And that's one of my favorites because yep. that's just like, I'm a nerd, but there's so many different things and avenues to do it. And I, that's why like me, I support it all. Like I met Alex through, uh, Knicks fan TV. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we like all friends. Once you get on one panel together, it's like, Oh, these guys are just like me. If I was in the same city with you guys, I would definitely be like, yo, let's link up and get a beer Absolutely. and watch the Knicks game or some shit. And. Like, it makes you just see, like, it's so much room for everybody to grow and succeed. So it's like, why not just help each other all expand? Because it's it's never too much sports talk. That's that's ludicrous to me. That's a fact. And, hey, man, if you're ever in Boston, you're ever in New York, let us know, man. We'll da- I'm down to go get a beer. in New York. Don't know how I feel about Boston. <laughs> I hear you. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, but I'm just uh, saying, all right, the invitation's out there. <laughs> but I get you. I'm sure we'll be in Boston at some point. They want to have some type of through the wire uh, tour, and I think Boston would be a place we would have to go. I love Chicago. <laughs> Unfortunately, by the way. I love Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is a beautiful city. Chicago but... is beautiful. Chicago is beautiful. But the Knicks. I became a Knicks fan because, like I said, basketball has always been around my life. So, of course, as a kid, I thought I was going to the NBA. So, as as a kid, um, with these big aspirations and dreams, and I've always been like a thinker, like I. Th- think things out. And I had my career mapped out. I was a tall kid, but I wasn't unusually tall. So I told, I convinced myself that I would fall in between the six, six height, like <laughs> Kobe and Jordan. Yeah. No problem. So, of course. <laughs> the greatest of all time. I would yeah. just project to be like them. Yeah. So once I figured that, okay, I'll be about six, six, I'm probably going to be a shooting guard then because that at that time that was a shooting guard height. Uh, now it's position as basketball, but this is like 2003. I'm like an eight year old mapping this out. <laughs> so Chicago Bulls had Jordan. So I wasn't, I'd never had aspirations to ever play for the Bulls ever. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. as a kid, I just never wanted to, cause it's just Jordan, 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 yeah. Jordan. And even in my young earliest days, that was just annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Lakers. Couldn't play for the Lakers because as much as I love Kobe, I didn't want to be him. Mm. So the next place was the Knicks. Mm. And all I had as a kid, like I, I was a, I was a kid that like we had basic, like basic TV. Like I don't, a cable came so much later in my life. So I watched all the Bulls games on like the local channels. Mm-hmm. And every time they played the Knicks, that, Madison Square Garden. I didn't even know it was called Madison Square Garden when I was like eight. It was just like the Nick. It was so beautiful though. Like I loved everything about 
like those uniforms with like the black on the side. Oh my god! Like, oh. And I was like, I want to play for that team. <laughs> that jersey. <laughs> yeah, I want to wear those jerseys, that color. They had the little NYK little circle logo, yeah. and I was like, man, if I did my history and my my searches on them from 2K, that was my search <laughs> engine because there was no uh, iPhones where you can just Google things. Um, and the history was just like Patrick Ewing. So it was like they didn't have like some crazy all-time great guard. So for me to be the next Jordan and Kobe, I could be that for the Knicks and have my own little legacy. And that's how I became a Knicks fan. And once I mapped that out, um, I just gravitated to root for the Knicks. There you go. Maybe the, maybe <laughs> so that's why, so, so I want, where's it, where are you at in your process? Are you almost there? <laughs> 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 am I going to see, am I going to get a Peewee to plug a uh, jersey? Yeah, they need to give me a 10-day, man. I got a little left in the tank. I can give them a nice little eight-minute stretch. You know, All right. Barber's time minutes. Hey, Alex, man, what the- I think this is why we have so many Knicks fans, man, because I guess we just keep losing. People just keep, people just keep having more dreams to try to fix us. The bandwagon's hey, yeah, always to- open. We hey, just man. keep gathering people from all over the country because we're so bad. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Reach hey, to the yeah, I used to, to uh, back before, you know, I don't want to sound old because I'm only 26, but back in the day was so simple. Like they used to have like college sports games, like college football, college basketball. And I would like create myself and then I would implement it on 2K and draft myself to the Knicks and save the Knicks. <laughs> like, so I had, I seriously had it mapped out. I seriously I was, had it mapped out. Man. I was doing the same thing. I was yeah, getting drafted. By, sure I was like <laughs> getting drafted by the Knicks, playing point guard. Uh, yeah. I was like, can I do my real house? Like, uh, I'm like 5'11. That's like way, it's like, I gotta be like Chris Paul, like type of skill. And you don't get that off the bat. So you gotta work twice as hard. So you're like, all right, I'm like 6'3, 6'4. We'll we'll work with that. (laughs) Sprinkle a few inches in. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Lethal shooter. You know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But speaking about the Knicks, actually, I actually want to circle back on one thing. I do want to circle back on, on, uh, when, when through the wire came together, because you said when that, when, House of Highlights came and got you guys. I just, I really want to touch on that. How did that happen? I'm saying, I know we're going a lot of place, but that's just like in my head. I got, I got to know. <laughs> um, well, it's going to sound so crazy, but, um, <laughs> crazy and simplistic. Kenny emailed them. <laughs> wow. Done. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Just email. <laughs> that's exactly what uh, I needed to hear. I, I, if, uh, according to Kenny, um, he heard a JJ Reddick podcast where JJ Reddick talked about how simple it was he got with the ring, whatever JJ Reddick. Yeah, the ringer. Yeah. yeah. When he, he was like the ringer. Just emailed somebody and they, it was just that simple. So that inspired Kenny to just email HOH and they responded. Shout out to Doug. Um, and Doug signed us and that was wow. just the, the, the rest is history. Before that, uh, we got, we got a lucky. I don't let me not say lucky. I don't even believe in luck. But Jalen Rose shouted us out too, which helped. Oh, nice. Because um there's some weird thing with the Apple podcast algorithm. When you're a new podcast, you climb up the boards mm-hmm. dramatically. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, we climbed up so high as through the wire in our early days that we passed Jalen and Jacoby. So they talked about it on their show and they were like, who, the f- who is through the wire and why are they higher than us? And Jalen Rose ended it like, whoever those guys out, shout out through the wire, man. It is what it is. And that was, a, <laughs> that was a nice little early moment for us because the that's fans classic. were like, that's, dope. that's yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the, the Apple, the Apple ag- algorithm. Cause I actually did some reading about that. Cause I was like, when we were starting the podcast, I'm like, how's, how's the whole process go and that type of stuff? Apparently a new podcast, and especially if you get a lot of likes mm-hmm. early in the beginning, it just shoots yeah. you right up, <laughs> shoots you ex- straight up. Yeah. So like, what was it? I, I did it. Was it, uh, there's like this podcast, like, there's just like this podcast course that you could just do for free, just like get free emails on. So I was like, you should delete your old stuff once you create a following and then start it again. And then ask everyone to do a whole new like, and then it'll take you right back up. And then I'm just like, do I want to do that though? Because there's a lot of stuff in the, in the feed that you just lose. For sure. That is, that is, that's true. But I see why they would say that because if you had a chance to get into the top five or even top 10, I, I forget how high we got, but you know, to have, for however long, I don't care if it's a day or 13 hours, but if you can have like a screenshot or some type of picture that has your podcast amongst the high arcing people above Joe and like, Jacoby. Yeah. It's like a big, <laughs> it's a big deal. You know yeah. what I mean? And people will be like, well, that's a fact. I gotta go listen to that. So, but you're right. Uh, real podcasters, like all of us know the work and energy we put into it. Like just for people to know, it's nine thirty my time, so it's probably what ten thirty y'all time. Yeah. But y'all are y'all are putting in. This is a grinding thing to get this episode out. You don't want to delete episodes, or you stayed up eleven o'clock to do it. You edit it, you know. And like, so I feel you on that one, but I see why they would say that. Yeah, that's it's easier. There's a whole time. there's there's a whole thing that goes behind it. I'm like, what's I, I like? I read the entire thing. I was like, wow, that is to me. It's kind it's kind of like am I that soulless? Nah. Yeah. You know, I feel you. I, I'm a but, man of morals myself, but it's just like kids these days. Like, that's just a new wave. Like, my dad talks about it all the time. My brother is, um, a high school basketball player. He just, he just, he's getting into high school now. And what my dad keeps talking about is like reclassifying. Like, my dad is like, yo, as much as I want your brother to make it and be successful with basketball, I'm not making him repeat a grade or be, and a, a grade down to dominate. Like he's telling me so many kids are reclassifying and they're playing against guys that they're <laughs> not in the age group yep. and they're dominant. And it's like, duh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, wild. that's, that's just how the world, the ba- world works today. Well, basketball, the basketball world is just in well, sports world, just at a young age is very, very interesting. But we can we could do a whole that's a whole other podcast. Is, let's let's right. say let's save that for a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're let's right. get back to what we all are, which is Knicks fans, yes. uh, and get this thing back on track. So we just had free agency open today at six p.m. Uh, I was just recently on Knicks fan TV with CP, shout out to CP shout and to CP. Uh, JD. Uh, does great work over there. If you have, if no one has checked out Knicks fan TV, please go check out his work. But we just covered free agency. From six o'clock, did it for three hours. And for those of you who are listening to this, it is still recent for us. It is Monday, as P said. It is ten thirty our time, nine thirty his time. Nobody got signed while we've been talking. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> idea. But as of right now, as of right now, the New York Knicks have signed Derrick Rose, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, Kevin Fournier, and I think that's about it. Right? I think it's just those four guys that we got, and. P, I'm going to start off with you. How how do you feel about the Knicks' uh, free agency so far? I'm happy with it. Um, and I I think it was a Knicks wall 
that I reply to, I forget. I follow everything Knicks, so it all gets <laughs> intertwined. But I like they were like, "How you feel, all my Nick fans? How do you feel?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm a realistic Nick fan, so I'm perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I my expectations were not high. Um, but they 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 didn't do anything bad. Did they hit a home run out of the park? No. But I I, I think I'm like I'm like you a little bit, Alex, with this, where it's like I'll just take some consistency and some stability for now." We still have so many options. The Damian Lillard thing is going to continue to hover over into the next season. Um, mm-hmm. that's always going to be an avenue. And it's, it's still, it's only been like, it started at what six? It's only nine <laughs> my time. So it's technically been three hours. You know, some guys are still like Chris or Dinwiddie. I don't know what's going on yeah. with him. Not saying that the Knicks are going to get him, but, mm-hmm. um, there's still a lot to be determined. So I'm happy though. The Evan Fournier thing, I liked it. I liked it a lot, especially when you look around the league and you see like Duncan Robinson is getting 90 million. So I'll take Evan exactly, Fournier. Exactly, yo. Fournier can play D. And uh, like, I mean, we're you're you're a Knicks fan. How many times has Fournier literally ripped us up? Yeah, him and up. Terrence Ross literally <laughs> own us. <laughs> yeah, we can get Terrence Ross too. Let's yeah, yeah, him. As well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the deals are we got. The, the full deals haven't come out yet, but you got Evan Fournier to, I think, 79 million. You got Derek Rose to three years, 43 million. You got Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks both getting three years, 30 million. I think Nerlens Noel got 30, 32, if I'm right. So we, these guys got paid. Like we, Fournier we went is a player uh, option too. Yeah, the fourth year, right? Yeah. Fourth year. Yeah, fourth year. So it's, well, I think it's, it's 19 and a half per year for him. Yep. Yeah. But still, like for me, I think these are fine signings. It's not home runs. I'm not. Ex- I was never expecting the Knicks to go out there in free agency and just pull away like Duncan Robinson and overpay ninety. That that honestly, that shit scares me. Like seeing ninety million and like getting somebody else. That shit scares the crap out of me because I, I saw what happened to uh, Davis Bertans. Yes, I'm just saying. Like, I know shooting is a premium. I know he is. I know Duncan Robinson is one of the most lethal shooters. If he was our guy, I have no problem paying him. I have a problem paying another guy who is not on this team and just bringing him over here for ninety million. Because then I, that, dude, you paying Steve Novak ninety million? Absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. It was a difference. Honestly, like it was Steve a difference. That was my guy. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I I agree with John. Like, and he's Evan Fournier is not. Uh, Duncan Robinson, like, I look at Evan Fournier as a scorer more than a shooter. He's a scorer mm-hmm. who can shoot. Duncan Robinson is like a one-trick pony. No knock on him because it works for the Heat. And I understand why the Heat paid that money. But yeah, I don't want to see my Knicks spend 90 million on Duncan Robinson. I'll take the, and what I was, what I was trying to explain to people too, because, and for my fellow Knicks fans who see this, this is why when we had success last year and everybody was like, I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, can I jump on a bandwagon? And I was like, no, like, no, like F everybody. Like, I don't know if you all cursing. Yeah, you can do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everybody <laughs> because everybody tries to laugh at us, kick it, kick us when we're down. And it's the same thing that happened here. People, as soon as the Nick Fournier, uh, Nick Fournier, Evan Fournier <laughs> signing happened. He is Nick Fournier now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every since he got signed, people were in my mentions with laughing emojis. Tell us how you really feel. And I'm like, bro, like, why, why do people obsess with the Knicks being like hurt? 
Like, I am okay with the signing. The world wants to see Nick fans be upset and hurt so bad. And it's it's so weird, especially after having the year we had and all the fake love that everybody was trying to give us. It is so weird. But free agency is also because I am like a a basketball guy, unlike NBA Twitter, where majority of them are casuals. They don't want to admit that, but they are. And I understand that there's a market. So, like, there is no value, like, at all. And that's just business sense in anything. So, like, if us three are up here and we're just table tennis guys and somebody's willing to pay me $15 million and Alex is better than me by far, you know, he's an all-star and I'm just a bench player. And if I get $15 million, Business-wise, him and his team is going to go to them and say, wait, if P got 15 million, we're at least getting 28. So when you see Duncan Robinson get 90, Tim Hardaway Jr. is 72, how the hell did you think we were going to get Evan Fournier for $8 million? This is not 2K. So the market says that that's his value, and I'm okay with us paying market value. Exactly. I don't even think think 2K would let you pay him 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a And you said it right there. I think people play 2K way too much where it's like, oh, you can have this person, this person, this person on this team. You can have, like the Lakers are doing right now, you're going to have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, uh, everybody and their grandmother on that team, and they're going to win the chip. Easy. Four-game sweep. Why? Let's just sim to the regular <laughs> end of the season, go to the playoffs. Come on now. Like, I feel like... I'm not like I'm not upset because you just said it, P. It's market value. Like, look at this market. This is a weak free agency class. Mm-hmm. Something's got to happen. We people got to spend. Like, you have to spend. You like, have that's to another spend. Thing. You have to. You can't like, just they, hold the money and sit. You ha- literally have to spend the money. You have to spend. You have to spend ninety percent of your cap. The yeah. question is, you know, the question, and I think the fair question for Knicks fans is like, the whole argument is that all right, we're supposed to go into twenty twenty two with like this flexible cap space, so that way we can go big star hunting. And that way we can acquire a star. And people are saying, well, how come you couldn't do one-year deals like we did last season with like Alec Burks and everyone like that? And you guys can chime in. But my response to all that is that no player wants to come back for one year. Like we saw that with like Steve Mills and Scott Perry with like Bobby Porter and all of them. And just look at the flux that it made. No one was happy. Everyone wanted to get out of here. Everyone felt uneven. Uh, everyone was just thinking about themselves. They're not really thinking about the team because – they got to get theirs. They got to make sure their stats look good. That way they can go get the next contract because that's what they're thinking about. They're thinking about their next contract. You know, it's a do or die world out there in the NBA. You live by the contract. So I didn't, I don't think paying Alec Burks one year would have like satisfied anybody. Same thing with Evan Fournier. He was not going to come here. He would have gone back to Boston then. You're, you're not getting, you're not getting a playmaking wing, which I think as much as I gave Flack to Bullock at the beginning of the season. I do realize that he improved as the season went on, especially post All-Star break. But in my eyes, we get an upgrade in the sense offensively for a guy who can play make for others, can shoot, attack the rim, do all those things that Bullock couldn't do. Sure, we may take a step slightly back defensively because I don't think he'll give it the same type of effort as Bullock was because Bullock really had to give it all on defense. He couldn't just shoot threes in mid-range and say, yeah, that's just my job. He had to make it up for somewhere else. But no one's going to come here on a one-year contract. Like you have to pay these guys, and I think you can still move these guys who are making market value, like middle market value, for another player if you need to move them down the line. No one's going to look at Alec Burks and be like, "Wow, thirty million." They're going to look at, "Well, how much is he for this year?" Yeah. Oh, it's ten million? ten million. Oh, that's it. Oh, ten million? That's nothing. If they look at Evan Fournier, it's like it's not thirty. 
It's not yeah. 40. That's easy to move. Like it's these are all easy contracts in my eyes, easy to move. I don't think the Fournier contract is easy to move. I think I think he's going to be stuck with us, but I I honestly agree with you totally, especially with Fournier being this scorer and actually, I mean not without fact checking, you know, defensive efficiency ratings. I know we haven't really dug completely deep into it, but I would kind of take Fournier over Bullock like on 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 the defense. I don't know. Like Fournier is more I don't want to say he's a better overall player even though I wouldn't be upset saying that. I don't think that's a crazy take, but he's just more fundamentally sound. You know what I mean? Bullock I'm going to go better overall player than Bullock. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a crazy take. I mean, especially Alex, you're you're the big consistency guy. You've been watching Bullock all year. He really had I mean, he he had a he had a nice stretch. I think two or three times, but for the most part, it was pretty inconsistent. And for his whole career, he's been pretty inconsistent. And now we're looking at the other side, Fournier. Not only is he leading France, you know, with the Olympics, which is really cool in that sense. He's actually like their captain over there. He also is leading every team he's on. And the fact that he stepped into Boston and played so well when he had juggernauts on his team. Like that need the ball, like Tatum drops 50, Jalen Brown needs the ball till he got hurt, Marcus Smart has an ego, you know what I mean, Kemba Walker needs the ball, and he was able to just, you know, get in there for half a season and just mold in. Yeah, they didn't win games, but that's a, like that type of player, that defensive mindset, that offensive, like just give me the ball, let me score, I don't really need you to play make for me. It kind of works for this Knicks team and it kind of works for Tibbs, because that's what this is all about. Tibbs offenses, to be quite frank, they don't operate smoothly. They don't have a playmaker. It's just kind of like, let's just find someone to make your own basket. And if you could start making your own basket and they double team, you got to start making the, the quick move to get to the open guy. Hopefully it's a shooter. That's really the Tibbs offense in a quick, you know, basic, basic nutshell. And Fournier fits into that. The most thing I'm surprised about is the fact that we got D Rose. On that three year thirty five. Like those to me are the two untradeable contracts. Like I think three, three year forty three. Oh, three year forty three. Sorry, yes, three year forty three. That's what I meant. And so those two are are untradeable for me. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna keep Fournier and the fact that we had that team option is our kind of like, okay, we know it's not tradable, but we'll hold on to that at least. And I think that D Rose is here here to retire. Everyone else, I could see moving. Like, I could see us moving a 10, like you said, like, if it's next year, we have $20 million left. That's fine on Noel or Burks. That's no problem. That's just, that's just how I see it with them. And like you guys said, it's been what, three, four, five hours where we're recording this podcast since free agency. Like, there's plenty of moves to be made. Like, players who have been heavily, heavily, you know, rumored to the Knicks still haven't been signed. Like, where's Josh Hart? Where's Malik Monk? Like and how how does that change the Knicks? You know, there's still yeah. there's still so many moves to be made, and patience is key. I think we just don't know how to act <laughs> because because we have an actual competent front office, and it's like you know, it's like you finally like have like a normal like girlfriend or something. And you're like, whoa, like whoa, are you sure? Like you like you just like. <laughs> You told me to have fun. Are you sure? Have fun. Like, you know what I mean? And like that, like that, that's how we feel. It's like Leon Rose. We just assume like the front office is going to do something insane. And the fact that they're just not, we're just keeping it kind of smooth. Alec Burks saved our butt during the season. We gave him 10 million a year. 
Noel saved our butt during the year. We would have no wins without Noel. He, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and we paid him. And D Rose, we wouldn't have one playoff win. We would have got swept without D Rose. Yeah. And so we paid all those three guys. How can I be upset? Like where? Find me, find me the place where I'm supposed to be upset about any of those. And that's, that's just how I stand on so far what the Knicks have done. No, I agree. I, I, I personally think, I don't think we're going to trade him, but I think if it, at some point we needed to. I think the Fournier deal is movable. I'm not going to lie to you. I just think that the way the NBA is, I can name guys right now that make around that amount of money that you would think. Like Terrence Ross, for, isn't Terrence Ross making 16 or $17 million right now? Evan yep. Fournier just made $18 million on that last yep. deal. So, yep. like, there's players around the league who make these absurd amount. And I don't, I won't even say absurd, but these strange amount of monies that you wouldn't guess. And I think... If John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul contracts with forty-four million, if those can be moved, Evan Fournier, a uh, little nineteen and a half, can definitely be moved, in my opinion. Hundred so percent. I'm, I'm, um, I'm fine with that. But yeah, like I, I've always been under pressure this entire season that once they showed us some success, they have all my faith until they lose it. I, I'm not questioning anything because I'm not expecting to win a championship. And they just had the success. So I'm not questioning anything. They have all, even the draft, when they were trading the picks and everything, everybody was up and let those guys work, bro. And I still love our draft. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. If you don't love anybody at 19, why waste that pick when you can trade back, get an an extra asset and still get what you want? And we left the draft with everything we wanted. Quinn Grimes, Miles McBride, uh, Rokas, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> um, and even Jericho Sims, those are all Tom Thibodeau, Nick, gritty guys that we are, we got and we were able to get it while moving. So it's just, it's, it, we're doing a lot of smart things that make me feel secure as a Nick fan. Um, and yeah, somebody else made a, a great point on, uh, Twitter. They were like, you know, everybody want to see this growth and like quickly in RJ Bear, but then you also want us to sign guys who would get in the way of that. So like, which one is it? How can Emmanuel quickly grow if we sign somebody for 90 million at his position? You know what I mean? Like, yep. how can RJ Barrett make this step if we're just clogging up his position with players who are going to take his minutes away? Um, yep. What yeah. the hell is, what the hell is RJ going to do next to DeRozan? Someone explain that to me. What, what are they, what are they going to do together? I'll be quite frank, <laughs> honest with you guys. As much as I love the Knicks, I'm rooting for him because he is a Nick and because he's a young guy. And I don't root against anybody really in NBA. I'm not. I don't really like, I never root for somebody to fail, but like, I'm not, I'm not that high on RJ Barrett, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? We're like, aware. We're aware. I, yeah, you know, I, 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 we're not happy you, about it. Trust me. When there, was, when, there was that, there was that poll. There was that poll on would you trade RJ Barrett for Brandon Ingham straight up? And right there, I was like, all right, I know where P stands with this. So like, yeah, I'm trading him for Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is a but he's an all star. He's a bucket. Are we? Are, are, are y'all not trading? No, so, no, no, I would like. Here's where I put the. the, the here's where I put the you qualifier. Got him stumbling. You got him stumbling here's where I put me. the qualifier. I don't. R.J. Barrett for me because there's like a lot of intangibles, just like mentality, grit, all those things. I think what you get in a player is also transferable into a leader. So I need to know that if that is what your nucleus is. Like if you have him, Julius being those type of guys that everyone just falls in line behind, I need someone like that. I need to, if I'm giving him up, 
I need to be getting more than just one player in return. So like for me, you know, and if I want to move him, I want to move him for like someone like higher. Like I want Dame. I want someone in that, like that stratosphere. I like Brandon Ingram. I have nothing against Brandon Ingram. If we're talking like, I think just straight up trades are stupid. So I hate engaging in straight up trades because they're just not realistic for me. Sure. Like I would trade for Brandon Ingram. Like I love Brandon Ingram. Like I love his game. He is a, like you said, absolute bucket. I'm like, for me though, I'm like kind of worried and it's not necessarily on Brandon Ingram. I think he's just been in situations where he's just hasn't been able to flourish fully. Like sure. He was an all-star in New Orleans his first season, but look, Alvin Gentry, he was with freaking Luke Walton. Yeah. Then you have Stan, you have Stan Van Gundy. Like he's not, he has not been put in a situation for me to be like, if we were talking about like serious one-ups trade for RJ Barrett, I'm like, I know what I'm getting in this guy. Like there's so much like unknown for me personally, Mm-hmm. But I can understand wanting to trade RJ for a Brandon Ingram. That's yeah. just so like when I see that, I'm just like, eh, no. So like, I, like when people say it's like, are you crazy? Like his talent, like, oh, you gonna tell me like who's gonna a better score, more fluid, like with the ball in his hand? One hundred percent, Brandon Ingram. That's not even a question. Like, I, I, I have two eyes, yeah. but it's just like I think there's just more to it. Like when we're gauging a player and like their value and other stuff like that. That's just me though. What I was taking from it. Because you're right, like that. First of all, that that is a a wild fantasy trade that I don't think would ever even be on the table. Those two head up, but for me, I looked at it to see engage how Nick fans feel about RJ Barrett. Again, I like him and root for mm-hmm. him because he's on my team, and I think that he can play basketball. I think he has potential, but I draw a line with anybody on his team forever. I don't go, I don't, I damn near don't care if it's my son. If we have a guy who is better than that guy, trade his ass. I'm not in love with anybody more than I'm in love with the Knicks. Like there's no player on the Knicks that I like more than I like the Knicks. So for sure, when fans started talking about like, let's get Dane, but hold up. Not, we can't give up RJ Barrett. Like, yes, we can. Yes, yes, we can. You know what I mean? And now if you break it down how you just did, Alex, if, if a play, if a person tell me, well, I don't want to do that because then it's like the mellow situation where we're giving up everything and we'll be bringing Dame into a situation where there's nothing there. Okay. Make an argument like that for me, but don't tell me that you're so high on RJ Barrett's talent that you don't want him to like, that's what people were telling me. I think RJ Barrett is special and then we can't give up on him because he's going to go to another team and be an all star. And it's like, he can be an all star level player. But I, he's not like Luka Doncic, Trey Young, oh, well, Diane yeah. Williams. Where like, I don't. So like, if the right deal comes up, I will trade your ass, for RJ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, and get like that's the thing. Like, what's the right trade for it? Right? Are you if you're telling me, hey, guys, we got uh, we're gonna get Dame, and we're gonna give up, as you said, P, just like everybody. I'm like, nah, like that. That's not worth it. If you're telling me like, hey, yo, we're we're gonna give up RJ Barrett. Uh, we're gonna give up. Three first rounders, three protected swaps. Uh, and then we're gonna get them. Not even a realistic trade for, for Dame Miller. Right. But I'd be like, yeah, sure. Are you telling me we're gonna throw in Mitch in there too? Sure. Fine. Why not? But if you're telling me I gotta unload the farm, now we got some problems. Are, are you throwing, are you throwing RJ in the, in the Portland, in the Portland trade for Dame, Alex? You have it feels to. Like, it no, feels like PS. There, there's you, I mean, there's no realistic way Portland's looking at us saying, we're not getting RJ Barrett. Really? Like, I agree. If I'm if I'm Portland, even though I'm not like super crazy high on RJ, I do definitely want him back. Like RJ Barrett what, is. An what if they ask for IQ? What if what what if what if they said because they're losing Lillard, so they get IQ, they get Mitch, and they get like five first round picks. 
That's not that's not a good trade. Like underselling them to be yeah, just just because of what <laughs> I said earlier with Mark, with free agency. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just like wondering. A, yeah. The other trades, you you get something. A look, it's, it feels like compared to the other trades where stars were traded, besides mm-hmm. Houston, I don't want to count Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, we don't know what goes on in Houston. <laughs> but like the Paul George <laughs> trade, where you're getting Shea and all of these picks and young talent, getting starters. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's like I would assume that you have, but I am like that's Alex though. You get RJ Baird, you get Mitch. That are that's two start young starters, and you're getting a bunch of picks. You're not getting Emmanuel quickly. That's what you're oh, like. Yeah. We're oh. not going down that route. They they would have to pick. So yeah, you're actually John. You're right. If you want Emmanuel quickly, and Mitch, we'll give you an extra first rounder. If yeah. you take RJ and Mitch, we take back a first rounder. You that's know what, what I'm mean? Saying. That's it's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that, that's what I thought. Like going back, that's what I thought was so cool about our our draft because I know Alex and I were so high on Trey Murphy. And we were literally dying. Oh <laughs> so we were all dying. We we're all dying for Trey Murphy. And we're all staring at him, screaming at our television. The Pelicans take him two picks ahead. And what do the Knicks do? They don't panic. Like we all panicked. We were like, oh, that's it. Like let's, let's rip up the draft. Let's, let's go home. Like let's just not draft anymore. And the Knicks were like, okay, we're going to accumulate a, dra- a first round pick next year so that we can still trade it, right? That's what they're hypothetically thinking. Plus, they added $2 million of cash space for this year. And I guess they knew that they were going to resign these guys, right? I mean, like, none of these guys are, 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 are secrets, right? The only guy that's quote unquote a secret would be Fournier. But I mean, he's been rumored for a while. Bleacher Report had it this morning, like yeah. before free agency that it was a done deal. So, VR. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just overall, I, I can't believe that we have a competent front office, but what I can believe is the Knicks still don't have a starting point guard and the Knicks still need shooters because that's what drives me nuts. And we still need a center. And can I like, ask you this question? Yeah. Is sure. Daniel Kukli not a starting point guard? Ooh, I think he has the capability of being a starting point guard. Do I think he's that right now? No. I'd have to see it massively personally. To so say maybe like, we do. if we move forward and we use the rest of this money to bring back Theo Pinson and Taj Gibson just for teams. Yeah, the and- last bet. And that's like we, we theoretically, if we don't, if, so we are getting five from Reggie Bullock and then we would get another three if we don't take Bill Dozer. So that leaves eight million left in cap space, which would be for like a Theo Pinson, Taj Gibson. Yeah, but we still have, we still have a non-taxpayer. Exception for about seven, and we still have a biannual exception. The the mid, you're talking about the mid level. The mid level we have, we have to use. Yeah, to use to get to the mid level, we have to use the entire cash space to make yeah. that actual usable. So we yeah, could right do with, that. Right between, yeah, we just be a non-taxpayer. Yeah. So I think I think yeah. I think we'll I think we'll I think we'll get I think we'll get in that space. To be honest with you, and I think we'll still have the the shorter mid level as well. But getting back to 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 P's question, which was for Manuel quickly being, do I see him as like the starting point guard? I think he can be down the line. I don't like, I'm, if I was there in the gym seeing what he would do, I could give you, <laughs> I would say, right. Hey, yeah, sure. I'd say, Hey, why not? This kid could do it. Um, I think he can be, you know, I think it's a lot to ask for the kid to be like a true playmaker, like going into year two and really develop that type of game. He, he, he flashed it, you know, but we didn't really, you know, this is where I would say Tibbs need, needed to just like let up on the leash a little bit and let him play a little bit more and just work through things. But even sometimes, like quickly, would just take more shots than you would be looking to facilitate. So, I just I like need to see that. I huh? I like that about him. Sometimes <laughs> you need like that. 
All you, of my you do need Knicks. that. Yeah, all of my favorite Knicks. Let me guess, J.R. Smith? Number eight. J.R. Smith, Michael Beasley. Starks. Yeah, they, they, you know, they smoked a little bit of that. I don't give a fuck. You just let it ride. You need that on your I team. I love J.R., man. Yeah, I, I love it, too. If you, That's why I'm... When I saw Quinn Grimes with the number eight jersey, I'm like, you better deliver. Because all of my guys were eight. He better deliver. Wearing eight as a Nick for me is a big deal. And Latrell Sprewell is my last eight. I like the J.R. Smiths and Michael Beasleys of the world <laughs> because they just don't give a fuck sometimes. And it's so needed you in the garden. Need- you absolutely do need that. I think if you want to be a point guard, though, like I know the new point guard necessarily doesn't need to be this like crazy maestro facilitator like Chris right. Paul, but still, even what we saw from quickly last season, I don't think it was, there wasn't enough to say, all right, cool. We're getting at least for sure like four or five assists from you, you know, that I could say by all means, throw him in the starting lineup. He will gladly space the floor. You have Evan Fournier, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, all those guys who can play make. If he could do that, if he can just get to like a baseline playmaking level, that's a lot of playmaking, excluding Mitch or Noel, whoever's right. starting, and that and that that's that's ready to go. So I agree with that. Who starts if if we do use the rest to bring back like you know? I think Derrick Rose is starting to begin Derrick with. Rose. Okay. I think he starts to begin with, and I could see like a switch. Yeah, I don't. You don't like it either, John. Uh, I think he starts. Is it is it wild that that Vodosa could start? I saw some people talking about that on Twitter. I'm not that familiar with him in the NBA sense. I saw the overseas shit, but you know that's just different. I don't think I don't think the starter for this team. I don't think the starting point guards on this team yet. Oh, oh, I do like that. I do like that. If we're going to talk about the last move that I think that may be coming down the pipeline, I think it is Colin Sexton. It just can't be. It just can't be, man. It just can't. We, we cannot have Veldoza, D Rose, or Emmanuel quickly be the starting point guard on day one. What's going to happen by game 47? Who's going to be the starter? Like, like, just realistically think of, we're going to be having, we're going to be re-signing Marty Collins to play. I I really think we could get away with Emmanuel quickly as a starter. And the reason being is because, like Alex said, I, that's what I see happening. Unless we sign some veteran that, you're alluding to. I don't know who the veteran guard could be that we bring in. Colin Sexton? How do you feel about that? Colin Sexton is our starting point guard. We might as well go away man quick. Colin Sexton at the mm. point guard, I've seen it and it's a nightmare. I agree with that. Since I've seen him play in high school. He, I've told people so many times he's not a point guard. I agree with that. Uh, even in college, he's like a two and a, a two assist guy. Like he's talk about not passing a rock. He is not doing that at all. What about Buddy like, Heald? Buddy Heald? Yeah. Point guard? Yeah. Hell no. Okay. Buddy, did you see Buddy Hill run point guard in Sacramento? Well, I mean, he has De'Aaron Fox there. So when Fox is not there, he kind of runs. He did. And it was, yeah. it was absolute terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay. They, that's, they, why, that's, why. that's the rumor. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. These are, these are the, yeah, these are the guys. Luke Walton's job, I heard. <laughs> minutes because De'Aaron Fox got hurt and they did Buddy Hill there and they were like, no, 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 no. You might have to get fired. Yeah. That. Schroeder? I don't think, uh, first of all, I don't think any, I don't think Luke Walton can lose a job out in Sacramento. All right. I think, <laughs> all right. I think Sacramento is like, look, man, to be quite frank with you, uh, we're happy you're here. Job. We're just happy to be here. <laughs> but just stay here. <laughs> now, the shorter thing though, listen, I got a weird theory that I'm coming up with now that you just said shorter because I tweeted something about it kind of a little earlier. The market for him is just absolutely garbage is dried up it's bad what if Schroeder wanted to do a little one year 
to 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 re revamp himself to get because he turned down a lot of money. So it's no sense mm-hmm. of him taking it a, mm-hmm. a four year forty million dollar deal when he had eighty on the on the table. That's mm-hmm. just I don't. He has to take a one sh- like a short deal to bet on himself. I love he that. Has to. I, I can deal with that. that. I, I can, that. I, I can, I can actually tolerate that. I couldn't tell when I saw the reports like Schroeder, four years, hundred million. I'm like, in what world? No way. No way. No way in hell. If that was the case, he'd be on the Lakers. Why would they let a guy worth that leave? Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And I'm, I'm shocked he even turned down 84. I'm like, what? Turn down 84. I know. I know. <laughs> but, and, and, like, especially after this year, you can't go from turning down 84. And to then taking a four year deal, he has to go short. If he can't get the deal he turned down, he has to bet on himself or that's just going to be so bad. Like imagine turning down $84 million for four years and then signing two months later, three months later, four years, 52 million. You just lost $30 million. What type of agent is with yeah. a lot of that? You better all, off on yourself. All he needs to do is win three more ga- three more games, right? Three more playoff games, and he he would get an astronomical contract. If he yep. wins a playoff series with the Knicks, it's all over. You get you get whatever you want as a free agent. That's a fact. I mean, I I, that, that, I, I wouldn't mind that. I think that's a great point about Schroeder's mentality that you know we don't talk about because we get mixed up in the Twitter 2K world, like we alluded to. And that's a great point. I mean, he did turn down a big deal, and as it. Stands right now, the Knicks don't have any short-term deals, and every team has some. And you know it's a big hole right now. Just on the IQ stuff, let me know if I'm out of line. But for some reason, like the more I watch and the more I think about it, right, I just love the D Rose IQ second unit. Like them together was just so perfect. But where I want to know if I'm out of line is. When IQ was the starting point guard, because it happened a couple times where he actually started the game, it happened due to injuries. It happened when he was actually stuck. With the start- I remember it was like yeah, yeah, it was nuts. And then also, you know, for people who watch actual Knicks games, he was with the starters during the actual game because Alfred Payne would play 16 seconds. So even though you know he didn't start the game, IQ would be in there. The problem when he's in there in the first quarter, when the Knicks are trying to get a rhythm, when both teams are trying to, you know figure out how this game's going to go is IQ. I feel like his skill set is suppressed and he's not allowed to just go out there. And like you said, P what you love about him, he just goes out there. He, you know, he does his crosses and he just banks it in. He takes, you know, he takes the pick and roll. He floats it in. He finds the open guy when he can, he's not going to get you five assists. He might get you two because they're really scared of his shot. So they're going to, you know, they're cheating and he kind of is maneuvering around that. And so I feel like he, I don't want to say Jamal Crawford because I know that just that put that puts him in a box. You know, Jamal Crawford was, you know, at best a six man IQ. I don't want to put him in that box. Of course. But like to say he's somewhere in between, you know, Jamal Crawford and Dame Lillard as as like a, you know, as a ceiling, I don't think is insane. Is that guy better off on the bench? I think yes. I think you're absolutely right. The, you explaining that you you are right because and I think Lou William talks about it a lot. Like he talks about like people thinking or under the, um, uh, you know, impression that he wants to come off the bench. And he's like, no, I, that's just what people put me. I want to start. I'm a basketball player. But I think the reason you said about, uh, IQ is why Lou Williams comes off the bench because it's just better suited. Because yeah, if he starts, Julius has to get touches. 
You got to run certain plays for RJ. Now it's going to be Evan Fournier. And now you're right. His, his, I don't care. or I don't give a F uh, mindset at times will definitely be suppressed. Like Thibodeau is not going to be like, just that's what a six man is. Like Jordan Clarkson with the, with the jazz, he can't start because you can't just start the game off like that when we're trying to get a tempo and get control of how we want to win this game. But off the bench, man, Jordan Clarkson, 17 dribbles, light it up all you want. But you can't do that when you're on a court with Donovan Mitchell, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Mike Conley. But when you're out there with fucking Derek Favors, have at it. So I think it's the same thing with Emmanuel quickly. You're absolutely right. That was perfectly said. Yeah, he is probably better suited for that. For like for right now, we could say that for like right, right now. now, right now, for right, right now. Like if he if he can if he wants to gauge back on that, like that's it's a whole mentality mind shift. And even like when you talk to, well, reading what Lou Williams said, like he fought against being put to this, like the six man because he's like, what are you saying? I'm lesser than? Like I'm not good enough to start? Like I'm I can compete with these guys. And we've seen Lou Williams is more than capable of just mm-hmm. stepping on a goddamn court. Seeing the starting five and say, yo, guess what? I'm getting 30 today. You're not going to stop me. And he does it. And he does it with ease. And I think quickly can do that. But if you need the way that this team is constructed right now, like as John pointed out, it's like, and as you did, P, it's like we got Randall and RJ who need their touches. Like, and they just, they're, they're half court guys. They run out of sets. You know, you get RJ using his snake dribble to get the mid-range at the foul line. Right now, you get Julius Randle, who likes to go baseline, mid-range jumper. You know, you see RJ trying to get open on the th- corner three. And then if you add Evan Fournier in there, he likes to drive to the basket. He likes to get his – uh he loves to get to the elbow. He loves all those areas. He needs to make sure he gets his touches so that way he can stay in rhythm and continue to help keep the defenses on their toes and play make. But so, like, for as of right now, Manuel quickly coming off the bench, I think it's fine. Like, Yo, go out there, get me 20. Cause like we see that he can go get you 20, 30 and just like go off in that. I, I'm waiting for the day we get like crazy games from IQ. Like, yo, this freaking guy, number five, man, he's got 50 points tonight. <laughs> I, I can't wait for that. It's no. going to happen. He's just a microwave just ready to explode. Yeah. But that's, and that's something that's no knock on him because that's something that all young scoring guards go through. Like the, the gauge of starting the game and getting my teammates involved and then taking over. Like we see. Uh, the new age of point guard struggle with that constantly of when to get mine and get my others, my other guys involved. So I, yeah, I, th- I think that's something he can definitely grow into, you know, and I like him not having the pressure of having to learn it now because he is a bucket. So be a bucket for sure. And like, we the know most like, important thing in basketball is confidence and he's going to get his confidence. 100%. Right so let's, let's keep him confident versus having him do some shit that he's not accustomed to doing and losing his confidence. And now he's an afterthought, you know, so does he even lose confidence? Does he even lose confidence? Like that kid does not get weak. True. Yeah. True. And we had, a, we had the chance to interview him right after he got drafted. Well, oh, that's right. You did. That's yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I keep, please talk about that. Like, what was it like talking to man and cooking, man? He was so chill. Uh, so happy to be a Nick. Um, faith driven. So that's why he doesn't lose his confidence because he's a man of faith. So how could you ever, you know what I mean? Um, like my, he's very consistent with that too, man. I was going to say that's a huge thing with IQ. I think, oh, we all have that in common, uh, on this pod and with IQ and like, it's actually so refreshing and it doesn't get played in the media at all, but he's so consistent with that. And that's why he's so consistent with this game. You know, it, it really does. It really does make perfect sense. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, yeah, that was just basically, you know, the feel from it, um, which is so, it, it, it's so like, it's so dope to see like 
people after they like that was literally like the next day and he mm-hmm. was so happy and um which he's always been because Emmanuel quickly is a guy that I've known since high school because he he was like supposed to be one and done when he went to Kentucky like he was he was um did he was was Emmanuel quickly in uh, McDonald America? He might have been a McDonald All American. I think he I think he was a McDonald All American. So I can look that up real quick. Don and that freshman year didn't go his way, but he came back. Unlike most Kentucky kids, they usually just say "f it, I'll leave" and just go try to get my check. But he he came back, challenged himself uh, with John Calipari, and that was good to see. And and yeah, that, that's just what it was, man. It was just like. I damn near can't even remember what we asked him because he just kept smiling and talking about how, how happy he was to be a Nick, how ready he was to work. Um, and yeah, just about being faith driven and how blessed he was to have this opportunity. And, and that as a Nick fan gave me a comfort of like one thing I know about this kid. I don't know how he's going to pan out, but I know he's going to give us everything he has. Like, you know what I mean? And that's all you can ask for. And he sure as hell gave us all of that plus more out of the gate. So but yeah, I, I like IQ, man. I like him a lot as a and, person. No, that's dope, man. I mean, the faith, being faith driven, it's beautiful. I think, and you see that, like, as you said, like, he, like, doesn't get wavered. He, like, when he talks about, if, like, you follow him on IG and stuff like that, if you follow him on social, you can see it, you know, how he's with his family, the love he shows his family. You just see he's that, that well connected with everyone. Um, and even when you see, like, all the photos, like, I'll get, first of all, shout out to this Twitter follow, uh, Skip. He finds, a picture of Emmanuel Quickly with goddamn near everybody he's played with. He found a picture of Quickly with Quentin Grimes. Like, do you do you know they actually played together? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I did not photo. know that. He finds a picture like where they were actually playing together. I forget if it was like Team USA or what. I'm like, serious? He found a picture with uh, Quickly and Colin sense. Sexton. Because Quentin I was like, Grimes was highly touted too coming out of high school. He was supposed yes, to be one in Kansas. So, hey, I tell people it's two things, and this is a new one with the Knicks. I don't like early draft Knicks like Frank, Kevin Knox. It's, it's not a thing. But in the back end of the draft, we get Emmanuel Quickly's. We get Mitchell Robinson's. Hopefully now we can add Quinn, Quinn Grimes to this. Um, and now maybe this should be our thing where guys who are highly touted out of high school, who maybe not have the freshman year they thought they were going to have and return to school. Maybe that's a new trend that we need to continue to look at it as the Knicks, man. Um, we, we, we should, we should file that in the cabinets for, uh, for future. That's a good point. And he was a McDonald's All America if I didn't say that. And like, that's a really good point. I, 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 I one and dones are like kind of questionable, but I do like the guys who kind of have the great, like, all right, I'm going to show you year two that I got something yes. to think. Yo, Alex, I think, I think P's over here overtaking the, the crown as the most optimistic guy here. I think he's taking my role because he's been, he's been optimistic this whole time about the Knicks, Knicks draft, Knicks free agency, the Knicks future. And so I'm going to ask the last, the last, I guess the last crux of, of this Knicks team and it's rearing its ugly head. And I'll, I'll ask the question, Alex. I'm not scared to ask the question. All right. Yeah, I know you, you like, cause first of all, I would just say you like asking, I know I already know where you're going with this. Cause you're already asking this question, but go I'll ahead. ask the tough questions, man. I'll ask the tough questions. And I, I know he's our beloved son. I know he was our second round pick. I know we love him behind the scenes. He's one of our favorite players off the court, but now that Noel is signed for quote unquote long term, now that we saw what my, my, my bald man in, 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 I don't know, friendship 
Taj Gibson, my boy, what he did for virtually no money. What's going on with Mitch Robinson, dude? What are we? Are you signing him? Is he injury prone? Like, is he ever going to develop any offense? Are you, like, what, 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 what's your take with Mitch? And that's going to be how we're going to close off this, uh, Knicks portion. Mitchell Robinson is, yeah, I'm signing Mitchell Robinson. First and foremost, how long do I have before I do? Do I have to do it anytime soon? Uh, I, I would probably say go until the end. Let him become an unrestricted free agent. And see yeah, this, is, this is his last year. But do they have? They don't have to offer shit right right now, do they? He can play in the season, right? This can yeah, play yeah. in the season. They can give yeah, him an extension. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're going to play into the season, obviously, because we're not going to be jackasses with our money. But he's going to have leeway. We're going to give Mitchell Robinson leeway, man. I like Mitchell Robinson. I think he was an anchor in getting the Knicks back on track. Like, what class was he with? Who did he come in with? Was it Kevin, Kevin Knox? Kevin right. Knox. If we don't have Mitchell Robinson to like that is a failed year and we're just sitting crying and depressed if we don't have Mitchell Robinson the way that, that panned it out. He, That's a fact. He uh, he's a big part of this uh this 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 uh resurgence sort of sort of speak of the of the the Knicks and um because of that we have to give him some leeway. Now are we going to be stupid about it? No, if if he is continuing to have injury injury problems, the only thing I don't like about Mitchell Robinson is the whole, and this is just a new age thing, um, the whole black screen on Instagram, um, with the white letters like every three games. Oh, I want to play, they're not letting me play, or you know, like I don't like the cryptic messages and the emotional stuff, or you know what I mean. But like, I like him. I think he is the real deal defensively. And if we can have him and Nerlens for years to come with the way Thibodeau likes to play basketball, I think we, we, we will be good. I, I just don't want to give him up unless we're getting something. You know, I don't want to lose none, none of these guys for nothing. If we're trading him for Damian Lillard, I'm fine with it. If we have some way to upgrade the center position, sure. But yeah, I, I, Nerlens Noel is my starting center is disgusting to me personally. It was cool when he, you know, Mitch was hurt. He stepped in, but I like him as a backup center. He's a he's a number one backup center, and, and that's that, fine. And that's fine. He, IQ and D Rose, number one point guard, shooting guard. But I want you, in, I want you in the backup. Like it's, I don't think it's a, it's a diss, but yeah, I agree I, with I, you. No, I don't want him to somehow see this and think I'm like. <laughs> I think like that's how certain guys succeed is where they have these expectations as less a backup. Man, you put start expectations on guys, and it's like, damn. Yep. And it's because that's not who he is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I like I like that tandem with him and Mitch. Man, I mm-hmm. like it a lot. I don't want I don't want to I don't want to think about the Knicks not having Mitchell Robinson on on the team, man. Yeah, as right. I talked about I like, liking the Knicks more than any player. I definitely like Mitch, man. I like him a lot. I know his goofy personality probably uh, gets. That's what it, it right? is. That's what it is, man. The Mitch man, we all love parties, him. man. Yeah, Mitch we all love Mitch. Mitch. That's the problem, and like that's that's why it's tough. Bag, shooting threes in the gym, like yeah, he don't take himself too serious. I like Mitch. The injuries concerning, sure, but we're somebody's always gonna be hurt. Like okay. that's yeah. Okay, like, so we're on the Mitch bandwagon here. All right, that's fine. Tradicaster, what we got on Mitch, man? Are we are we resigning him? Are we are we trading him? What do we got? We need a starting question. center, bro. What do you think, think he's going to ask for, hypothetically? Ah, uh, that's the question. I think all of this is what, for me, and we, we're getting into, we're getting this on Knicks Fan TV clutch, today. Right? Like, he's clutch sports? No, not anymore. Oh, he moved out. Right, right, right. He, this, he's on a six agent. 
Right, I was going to say, he's been, he's been moving around agents for a while, too. So he's been having a tough time off the court as well as on the court. Who was he with? Is he with, don't tell me who like left clutch for rock. Was he already with rock nation? If he'd been with six ages, he probably mm. was with rock nation. <laughs> no, he wasn't with rock nation. Okay. It, I actually did, uh, there's this whole, I don't know how legitimate, uh, everything is. I read about it, but I do know that the agent stuff was like legit, like who his agents were. None of them were rock nation. I think he's with, uh, Wasserman right now. Yes. I think he's with yes. Wasserman Grimm. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, he's been hopping around. I think it's more so, People who's been in his ear. That's what I got from this report. I, I will not, I'm not going to say that's great. That's, I, I don't even know this website, but I'm just saying from what it's, from what and I read. Six, eight, somebody's in your ear. Yeah. Someone <laughs> is, is in your ear and it's just, it's just not good. So, you know, I think for Mitch, it comes down to what is he going to ask for? I thought like with Noel, like you got your backup center, could be your starting center because you're paying like, you're paying decent money, but 30 million of Kaylee Olenek is getting. 30 million. If all these other dudes getting 30 million, I'm like, I guess then that's backup center money at this point where you're just getting 10 million a year to be a backup center. I mean, last season we saw Dwight Howard and all these other guys getting like two, $4 million. What did Dwight just get? So are, are, are you paying him more than Nerlens? I guess that's, that's, a, that's, a, you that's have a good to. baseline. I know. Yeah, so are you I, doing that? Are you doing that yeah. for three years? If he, if he's, if he's healthy this entire season and takes another step forward, which he was taking a step forward, like he was setting good screens. He was boxing people out. He was actually doing fundamental stuff on defense, showing that he could be a decent center. Like if he can get that all together and have somewhat of an offensive game, because look, I like Nerlens Noel. He's not a rebounder like Mitch. Mitch is a rebounder. Okay. He, especially on the offensive glass, one of the best offensive rebounders that we have in the game. Like in the league, he's one of the best offensive rebounders. So. I will gladly pay Mitch if he stays healthy, continues to improve. I'll gladly pay him more than Nerlens Noel. Like that's not a problem. How much? But more? yet, <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you are you passing the fifteen? Not Jared Allen money. Are you paying, <laughs> him, are you paying, him, are you paying him more than fifteen a year? What would that be? Fifteen, thirty, 30 45. forty-five. What three three years? Forty-five. That's D Rose money. Are you giving him D Rose money? I will give him, give him forty extra. I'll give yeah, him I give him forty-five, fifty. Yeah, I do that. Three year. Right. Oh, you got maybe he needs a seventh agent. <laughs> Look, man. If Jared Allen is getting a hundred, like if Jared Allen stop. is getting a hundred million, stop. I'm just, stop. I'm just, I'm not saying he's supposed to get a hundred million. I'm not stop. saying. Jared Allen, I'm sorry. Can I just say something? And, and, and yeah, he's gonna, better. Like, he's better right now. Yeah. Yes, Jared Allen is better than Mitch Robinson. I'm sorry. But I'm just, I'm but so that's my point. I don't have to say it out loud. But that's my nets. point. But that's my point. If that's if that's what's a really good center is getting you, and you're you're then we're talking about your backup center is getting thirty. Jonas is getting what? You'd be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Jonas is getting seventeen. Yeah, that okay. and that's that's the most underrated center in the NBA. That is my guy. I and he should get more. Valanciunas. He will we're get more. We're on the same damn page, man. We're on the same damn page, Pete. He's on. He's on the last year of his deal with the. Uh, <sighs> who he traded to? Yeah, he, he was traded to the ones. Yeah, the ones. So, so the Pelicans will have to pay him if they don't, and we don't pay Mitch. Yo, Jonas come to Papa, man. I've been screaming about Jonas all year. Don't even get me started. He's a bully. He has been. Yo, John was John was screaming for Valanciunas at the NBA trade deadline. I was like, let's make a move for him. I'm just like, I like uh, him. I just don't see Memphis making that move. Well, <laughs> they made the move, Alex. But it wasn't. They up. made the move. Well, who they made? But who yeah. they make the move for? <laughs> Stephen Adams in a tenth pick. That that was a little wild. I think New Orleans finessed that trade. That's a big yeah. upgrade. Yo, fun fact. Fun fact. Before we move on. You know Stephen Adams is twenty seven. Yes, I'm closing my laptop. <laughs> How crazy is that? Twenty seven years old. 
Dude, Yo, he, looks like, he, looks like he, he looks like he's a 35-year-old man, like 40. I thought he was as old as Taj, dude. I thought he was as old as Taj. But see, I guess I'm, I followed college basketball, high school basketball, and I, I remember him playing not too long ago at Pitt um, with Jamie Dixon. He was like one and done. So I, I'm not that surprised, but I am that surprised. I thought he's been playing since the Bulls, man. Since like the Joe Kim Noah Bulls. I really, I really feel like he's he been playing in college. Time. He had no facial hair and he had a short haircut. And yeah. He did not look scary at all. He wasn't Jack, nothing. But see, I also, my ages are bad because I thought Fournier was pushing 30 and he's only 28. Yeah. So no. Coming at me and he's only one year older than Duncan Robinson and he got. Uh, what? How much? Twelve million less than Duncan Robinson? Don't come at me telling me it's <laughs> we did exactly. And he has a mid range, baby. Yeah, he's he is a better basketball player in every point of the 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 game than uh uh Duncan Robinson. Except no for doubt threes. about it. Except not for his threes. Yeah, except for three. <laughs> right, except for three. <laughs> I rather have I, me. I like scores who can shoot versus like guys who just shoot because then they have those cold days where they can't do anything. Like if Duncan Robinson isn't hitting threes. You got to go sit next to Eric Spolcher. <laughs> he has nothing else to offer. All right. All right, Pete. We're going to we're gonna get to the last topic. The reason why we're all here, I know we've been kind of like going on and on, but it's been a great conversation. But we got to talk about this NBA free agency because there were other moves besides like what the Knicks did today. And I know we went down the Knicks rabbit hole, which always was going down. But <laughs> we got to talk about this NBA free agency, man. There were some wild, wild transactions today. All right. I want... I'm, I'm going to start with one and then everyone else can pick up. Actually, no, I'm not going to start with one. I'm going to let the guest start with one. Pete, you tell, you tell me which, which transaction today caught your eye and you're just like, whether it made sense, you thought, whether it was good, it was wild. Uh-huh. You got full range, man. Tell me. It was so much happening that, um, you know what? You go first because then it'll refresh my mind. I was in tune with everything until the Knicks got active. Then once the Knicks got active, all I remember was Chris Paul went back. <laughs> Yep. I was four years. I was 120. 120, dude. He beat all our expectations. The last two years aren't guaranteed. Yeah. Fully guaranteed. So that, that softened the blow, but I was hypercritical of that one. Mm -hmm. Um, the Jimmy Butler won 50 million when he said, there we go. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't give Jimmy Butler 50 million. He was 26. 50 million. How does he get, uh, how does he get an extra five years, 184 million? What are we doing here? <laughs> who, who is Jimmy Bowler? <laughs> hey, I guess that's why Miami always gets guys because this is them showing, Hey, we'll take care of you. We take care of our guys who take us to the finals. Dude, but Miami's going to be nasty. Go to the finals once. Miami's going to be nasty. In the bubble. <laughs> once. They, just got, they just got PJ Tucker and Kyle Lowry in there. Yeah. The Kyle Lowry, the Kyle Lowry one is the one that's bonkers to me. You're t- you're doing a sign and trade for three years, ninety. You're paying him ninety million, ninety. Really? Like, what are you I worried can- about? The third year, or are you worried about like you like? Okay, I have a the question. third year. Okay, I have a question. I have a question. If Miami wins a championship first year, and then Kyle oh, Lowry literally matter. does not play second and third year, it literally doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. No, okay. I, you're telling me you're telling me Miami's going to the finals. That's, I that's find that. my thing. Like they're not going to win. No, there, I mean, that is very no, hard to believe. No, no, no I'm, just, I'm just saying they're they're easily. I mean, without question, now top five in the East. They're with, definitely with the top this trades. They are, but yeah. the thing about being top five in the East is that you can be top five in the East and still not be shit because the top two are going to be like yeah, it's like tiers. So it's like the top because it's going to be the Nets and uh-huh. the Bucks. We have to give the Bucks respect. 
Uh, and now the Hawks. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. You have to put the Hawks up there, and then I, and then I would go. I would go. Hmm. I, I don't. I I'm not putting Boston. I'm not putting Boston up there. No, they dropped. I know a lot of ass. people are high on Ben Simmons and the Sixers after what happened, but they're still Ben Simmons. They're still up there. Yeah, no, they're still up there. Still up there. And yeah, you're right. The Heat. The heat. I'm putting the Heat in front of Philly, but that's just me. I think that's you fair. Should. They're new, yeah. fresh. You should, yeah. Um, the Heat, the Heat definitely have a good team. I just don't think they win a championship. That's yeah. Fair. They're, they're, I'm just shocked that the month, like you're telling me Duncan Robinson's getting 90, Kyle Lowry's getting 90, Jimmy Butler's getting 184. Like, what are, what, where are we doing? <laughs> what is all this? They, they signed more guys while we've been talking. They brought Dwayne Detman in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've signed, they've signed a PJ few. Tucker's going there. Seven, seven like, and a half, uh, seven and a half each year, two years. Carmelo is weighing interest from the Lakers and the Knicks. Oh, yep. that is that new? Yeah, that's 14 minutes ago from Mark Stein. The okay. Miami Heat also just got Mac, uh, Max Struss for two years, three and a half. Yeah, Max, shout out to Max Struss. I played against him in high school. Oh, he word. He grew nice. up in this area. Well, listen, man, I don't know where your career is going, but he just got three and a half from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, the, like, I, I think Miami is the one that just really shocked me today, just like coming out, because I've never expected Pat Riley to be the one to say, hey – we're going to just sprinkle cash all over the place because even when LeBron was there, they weren't sprinkling cash like this. They were like, hey, guys, can we restructure deals? Uh, you had LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh. And they're like, yo, can we restructure deals? Now you're saying, now you're like, yo, uh, we got to cash this in right now. Jimmy Butler, yo, we appreciate what you did. Uh, here's money. Kyle Lowry. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I see if you want to talk about if, a, if the Knicks made that move, that is just like the most. <laughs> Catastrophic move, like in history. I see that as a catastrophic move. How about Lonzo Ball getting eighty-five million? Loved it for him. I wish he yeah. was, in, but I, I wish mean, he was a Nick too. I'm realistic. I kind of knew it was a habit. The Kings just got Rashawn Holmes for thirteen million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? I know. <laughs> I, know. I was gonna tell you that. When we were oh. talking, Mitch, I was gonna tell you that that oh. just dropped. Four years, oh fifty-five million. That yeah. is that is a nice deal for them. That is cheap. Which Yo, he was just paid. That makes their draft even worse that they take Avi Mitchell ninth. They have the weirdest. They have the weirdest team. They have, just have a bunch of good players that literally not not they can't make a pair that fit. Not, forget a five. They can't make a pair that fit. It's really incredible how they did that. But that's Yo, a, that's a, that's a steal because he was looking for eighty million. Yeah, and I was like eighty million. I'm like, okay. Was was Lonzo sign and trade for? Is it yes. for marketing? Yes. Um, no, 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 no. It was for a Thomas uh, Pelicans. It was for Thomas Sadoransky and one Garrett more player. Temple. Wow. No more. Yeah. Garrett Temple. Thank you. Oh, interesting. And Devontae Graham went to the group. I like, uh, the Pelicans. I like Devontae yes. Graham to the Pelicans. Me too. But Me I, too. I want to know, like John mentioned earlier, I want to know where Malik Monk is going. There's some guys that aren't the headliners that I'm, I want, I like to, I like to, I like to talk about Dinwiddie is like, I know I'm a Knicks fan, but Dinwiddie is one of my, dude, I'll take Dinwiddie. Players. Yo, if the Knicks signed Dinwiddie, we have a starting point guard. Just don't. Yo, on a on a one year, you're talking about another dude who I think because he's looking for 25 million a year. I'm like, yo, you just came off an ACL tear. Like, maybe I'll, Washington wants to be that bold. Another guy we interviewed, we, mm-hmm. we had him too, and he was so cool. Even oh. though he he was supposed to send us his shoes, and he didn't. Oh, it's tough. He didn't. He didn't. We still like him though. We still like him. He's still I cool. Love him. He, right. I love him even more. <laughs> I just watched an interview recently of him. Uh, with Howard Beck, and he was talking about his free agency. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So simple. And I'm like, thank you. Like, the media tries to make this shit rocket science. He's like, hey, if the Nets offer me five, 125, the, the likelihood of me going back is very high. But if they offer me three years, 60 million, anybody can do that. So I'm going to go listen to other teams. Yeah. And that, that's legitimately free agency. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you offer me $125 million, I'm probably staying with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The so, max. No, literally no other team could offer that. I mean, exactly. He's a smart guy. I, I, I've always liked Dinwiddie. I've, I've obviously had problems with him when he's on the Nets because he had problems with me being a Knicks fan. So, yeah. you know, we, we had, we had beef. Him, and he was talking shit to me because I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah. We had beef. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so, but now we're good. Now we're now we're good to go. I'll take him as, on my team. I would take Dunwoody. I like. I think like definitely get the point guard action. I don't know. Like, I guess what you're asking. That, that we only got eight million left theoretically to get him. You think that does it? I don't think that does it. No, I'm I'm for Malik Monk eight million. I would. I would give Malik Monk eight. And that's what I'm saying. So like for me, if you want to talk about another guy who who kind of gives me that J.R. Smith type of vibe, yes, Malik Monk. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me Malik Monk all day. Interesting. All we still need day. a point guard though. That's what I'm, I'm going nuts here. Yeah, we oh yeah, we, I'm dying. I mean, that's been like that's been the dying question life. for like the last twenty years. My life, my whole that's life since I was born. We get our Malik Monk, next, the new J.R. Smith, and then the party pooper is. We still need a point guard. Yeah, sorry, come. man. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it to who him. is even out there? Let me go look at free agents. Dan Schroeder. I have a dumb, I have the dumbest question of all time. A, would you take, would you trade for Kemba? My again, I gotta get a lot of assets back. I gotta get some draft picks back for that. <laughs> I gotta get some draft picks. You know what? Cause like, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at OKC like, you want that off your books? I know you don't like having a lot of money on your books. I would. I'm gonna need some draft picks. I would trade for John Wall before I traded for Kemba Walker. Ooh. But the only thing about John Wall is I think he has an extra year. Oh, he has that 47 ruins. mil, dude. Yeah, 47. That Come ruins. on. He's not turning down that player option. That ruins everything. Yeah. But John Wall, if he was like on a last year, he would be in, he would he would be nice. He would be serviceable. He has some okay. shit left in the tank if he's not your face of the franchise. Okay, I actually like that. Okay, yeah. and anyone that plays spades while getting interviewed is is cool with me. So <laughs> speaking yeah. of forty seven mil and terrible contracts, what the hell are the Lakers doing trading for Westbrook? You want to talk about two K? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> My gosh. That might be the worst fit of all time. But, you know, to, to each their own. They're, they just signed Dwight Howard, Caruso, and Ken Bazemore. Oh, Caruso went to the Bulls. Oh, Caruso went to the Bulls. Oh, yeah, okay, he, got, right, yeah. he got paid. Caruso got paid. I'm, that yeah. wasn't. Yeah, he got a nice little check. Speaking of the Bulls, I guess I, I, I'm, I, I know I'm all over the place here. But speaking of the Bulls, though, Levine is the new news. And now since how much is Lonzo making a year? 85. 85 over, 85 over four? Yep. So we have that contract, then you have the Vooch contract. I had to use my, I'm not a man. No, I got you, no, I got you. And now we have the Vooch contract. So we have the Levine extension coming. You have to make him the highest paid. If you're the Bulls, what are you doing? Yo, you gotta keep Levine. You You have have to. Everything you have. Yeah. You have to give him everything you have. That's a, that's the best line I've ever heard. Give him everything you have. He got team equity and everything. Uh, I think he said something like that too. Like he want not only the contract, but he wants respect. respect. Yeah. And I'm a big Zach guy. Like if there's anybody that I nailed before the NBA, it was him like saying like he was going to be some shit. I love Zach. And I think that backcourt has potential. Voot, 
Vooch is a nice big man, but it's pressure. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, and I want, I want money because me and Kenny had a bet because every pre year, all these rankings come out and they have our Knicks last 29th and last. <laughs> was like 21 or 20. And I had, I, when I, on the podcast, I spazzed. I'm like, bro, there's no way that the Bulls are significantly better than the Knicks. If you want to say they're better, I'll give it to you. The 18 gap better? No. So we made, a $250 bet that who would be better and Knicks were better substantially it's <laughs> fourth seed to them not making the playoffs after getting food. So yeah. they have to make it this year. If they don't, if the Bulls <laughs> just got Lonzo Caruso, they still have Vucevic, Levine, Patrick Williams at number four. Yep. Uh, Kobe White. Kobe White. If they don't make the playoffs, bro. And they, yeah, and they still got marketing apparently. <laughs> They're literally just trying to give him to anybody who'll take him. I've seen his. I'll name. take him. DeRozan sign and trade. Lonzo sign and trade. Uh, sign and trade with Lonzo, Devontae Graham, and Lari. <laughs> they were literally just like, take Lari. Yo, you you could have literally thrown Lori Marketing in that sign and trade for Lonzo. And the Pelicans were probably like, I'm You guys don't like Marketing? Yeah, I'm good. Do hey, I like Marketing? I like him. him. I'll take him in two seconds. I would take him, but is he taking our eight million? I don't think he wants the eight million. I think that's the problem. I think the Bulls will keep him for. I think he has a qualifying offer for nine. Yeah. Yes. The assumption is that he wants to sign for something more than a nine, mm. and that makes it unattractive. Right. And the thing for so like, because was he was he played out of Chicago? He, they, he, he goes between like the four and the, and the five, oh, right? He's a stretch four. Yeah, he's a four. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, they would just bird sign him and sign and trade. It would be a little complicated. But we'd also lose our non-taxpayer, maybe. Well, yeah, that's not probably getting between the same position as Randall. Randall. Yeah, he's just our be- it'd be our bench forward. Yeah, I guess we got Obi already. All right, just taking out loud. Because I, I, since Kenny's a Bull fan and I'm a, a Chicago, and I watch the games there and there, him at five is was supposed to be futuristic, but it just doesn't work for you. So yeah, we heard we heard that story. His na- his name rhymes with uh, wrist stops Rosingas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was my boy. I love Chris Stapps. <laughs> right, oh, do, do, do you like Bullock? Do you like that Bullock signing in Dallas? Speaking of KP, I actually do. I actually oh. do for them because they need shooting in any way, shape, or form. And they brought back Tim Hart. They want all of our guys. Yeah, but say there's a mini Knicks yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Carlisle's gone. It's cool. Who? Carlisle, the, the coach, he's, he's oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so they're going to be a whole different team. Yeah, we haven't true. seen this kind of Dallas team. We have no idea what's coming out of Dallas. That's true. But because they didn't get a ball handler because they wanted like Lowry or something, I'm a, I'm going to assume they're going to still play the same. As much as they want to say kid is going to come in and change it, they didn't get a ball handler. What's going on with Jalen Brunson? Oh, dude. Oh, I mean, he's still he's got one more year on his contract. He's got one more year, so they're probably picking up that option and uh. I always that was just like it was a pop dream because every every Nick like page that I follow they do like these hypothetical lineups and he's always in it which makes I because everyone thinks that somehow the 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 Mavericks is gonna like all right we're gonna let you hit the market I'm like in what world are they gonna let Jalen Brunson hit the market when he's like three like what like three four million I'm like in what world honestly in what world are we doing like it's just a nice thought like it's a really nice thought to get him on the team maybe next year Yeah. yeah. If he was an available point guard, he would have been on my point guard list. <laughs> yeah, facts, yeah. Yeah. He's a, and he's, you know, Chicagoans. Chicagoans are going to play good for Thibodeau, man. It's just what it is. I don't make the rules. I just follow. Yeah. So I'm looking <laughs> at the point guards. 
And I mean, campaign is gone. Corey Joseph is gone. Um, now we're looking at Austin Rivers. We had him once, even he won't come back. Yeah, I'm good on that. Um, Dennis Schroeder. Who else? P- Patty Mills is still available. Um, Spencer okay. Dinwiddie, Dante Exum. Ah, this point guard list is now. Alfred Payton. Oh, God. Akina, Dennis Smith Jr., all former Knicks are popping up. Yes, very thin now. Now we're getting to Ryan Archie Diacono. <laughs> who? Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Reggie Jackson is someone I would have taken a gamble on. He's not I do. one year. He's not. I think he's going back to the Clippers. I think okay. he's going back. To- Speaking of the damn Clippers, dude, Kawhi Leonard, is he the biggest snake of all time? You're talking getting- about the story with Russell? Yo, not even that, dude. Getting this, waiting to get this surgery, and now he just opted out. He's about to take a year off, probably sign another one and one with the Clippers, get another forty mil, and then figure it out next year. I think he's stealing the Clippers' money. He he, it was a load management. I think he's gonna do long term. I think that knee injury is what opted him out because I think he's like, we got to take this money while we can. I could be very wrong, and you could be absolutely right that he okay. No, that's that's a good take. Yeah, I just like. Cause they were so there, and that's what I like. I like Kawhi, but that's what I don't. I don't like about him and his team. They're just so secretive, even with obvious shit. Like they kept saying, like he's out game four. And he's out of the playoffs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you talk to us like we're dumb. As, like no, Kawhi is out for the playoffs. He's ruled out soon, for game five. As soon as like they said partial ACL tear, and they're like they're trying to retract it. I'm like, okay, there's a partial ACL tear. It's like saying. Oh yeah, uh, we had the surprise birthday party. What? Oh no, no, no. There's no surprise <laughs> birthday party. It's like, yo, come yeah, on now. Like, it slipped. Yeah, that it, was. But I, but I know you like the Clippers. You got we got the PG thirteen uh, truther over here. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul George man. I remember Paul George was getting, was getting linked to the uh, Clippers. I mean, to the Knicks after the bad like bubble. It's like the the Clippers betrayed him to the Knicks. It was just some bullshit that people was making up, and I was like. Bring Paul George to New York. I love <laughs> Paul George. He's that dude to me. Uh, I don't mind PG. He's he really stepped up this playoffs uh, with the Clippers. So like he really like for me. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll stop messing with you now. I'll stop doing it. My favorite, my favorite current player, I would say Paul George for sure. That's what's now, up. That's what's up. I'm when I'm a fan. That doesn't mean I'm delusional. I know he's not the best player in the league, but six yeah, nine, three point shot defense. Dude, you're talking to the right guys, man. I, I, I'm watching League Pass yelling about Isaiah Stewart, talking about how he's one of my favorite big men, Talek. So don't oh, worry. You're, 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 you're a good company here. I watched a lot of Piston games last yeah. year. Jimmy Grant was a fun to watch. Wayne Allenton had a stretch where he was lighting it up for them. They got a, now they got Kate. They got a nice team over there, man. Oh, they got a nice young and up and coming team. I like the Detroit Pistons. Like, look, my favorite player is Clay Thompson. Uh, I just like the way he plays the game. That's I like his three point shooting. He's, I, I, he's just a true fundamentalist, man. He just like, you want to talk about a guy who just runs around the court, doesn't need to dribble all the time, and just like popping in and out of screens. He's a long lost brother, of course. Of course. I'm right here. <laughs> I just got to shave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone's been giving me the Jamal Murray, though. I'm just kind of like, eh. we'll go Clay. We'll go Clay. Yeah. We'll I'll, go. I'll keep Clay. But I like Paul George, I like Clay. There's a lot of guys I'll get in the league. I like the Cowboys, uh, yeah, too. I like, I like, I like what the Suns did, personally. I like everything that they did. Um, that whole roster. Yeah, I think I just like the old traditional style of like playing basketball. It's like we have our point guard, shooting guard, <laughs> small forward, power forward, center. I'm like, wow, that is old school. Yeah, it, it works. 
Yeah. When's the last time we saw like shooting guard? I mean, point guard, shooting guard, like that. Just as simple as a backcourt like that, we don't even get like traditional wise. Like I, I mean, I know Steph and Clay, but that's not really traditional. Not even shooting nineteen shots a game. But yeah, that was very reminiscent of two thousand three basketball with them. That's for sure. But yo, P, this has been a great episode. We're going on. I know we can keep going on longer, but we really appreciate you coming through, talking basketball with us, talking about Knicks, how uh, through the wire started. So please let our followers know uh, where they can find you and everything that you got coming up. Find me anywhere on the planet at Pee Wee the Plug. If you search Pee Wee the Plug and somebody else comes up, we have a problem. <laughs> so if it's Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, any anything, Pee Wee the Plug and I should be the only one popping up. Um, yeah, through the wire podcast, Tuesdays and Saturdays. Um, I got some shows with House of Highlights and Bleacher Report mm-hmm. that you may see me on. Mm-hmm. The NBA season is not going on right now, so we're not filming, but, uh, the season will be back sometime soon. So yeah, man. And, and you might just see me on Twitter. I'm always talking to somebody about basketball, whether they have 5,000 followers or five. I'm just that passionate about the game that if you say the right thing, <laughs> I'm going to snap back. That's, That's a fact. I love it, Knicks, man. I love my Knicks. Let's go. Are we taking the gold, man? Are we taking the, we're in the Olympics, the, the, the United States Olympics? So is it going to be United oh. States versus France, Fournier in, in, in the gold? Are we taking it? I, I hope, uh, I hope it's not France. Oh, is that the thing? Are we, playing? I mean, just the bracket just looks like it, it yeah. might line up in the gold medal. We lost to France. Yes. And before we, in the group. we played them, I was like, we're probably going to lose to them. Not because I know a lot of people are like, man, this USA team sucks, but France has a really nice team, in my opinion. Like, they were like Frank, I know Frank didn't play with Frank, Fournier, uh, Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really nice team, but I would say we take the gold. I would say. That's a good note to get out of here. All right. John's always. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. You guys stay appreciate optimistic. You too, we appreciate you, Pete. Oh, yeah, John, whose head's always in the clouds and his feet are never on the ground. That's what we got. <laughs> Let's love go. It. Let's get that gold. I love it. But all right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And you know what to do. Please give us that five-star review. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you subscribe. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about it. And if you don't listen to us there, it's okay. Guess what? We're on all other audio streaming platforms, too. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher. You name it, we're there. And on top of that, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Link, uh, I was about to say LinkedIn. No, we're not on there. Try to keep that. You can follow Ooh, us on LinkedIn. Try to keep that far, far away. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got TikTok. Got some ideas coming along the way, so so be on the lookout for that. I've Thank got, you, I've got everyone. Some messages through LinkedIn. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Check you later, everyone. Let's oh, go next. Man.